0: This thing was never supposed to be finished. Several months ago, I met my current life partner and we moved to Estonia in order to devote ourselves to making music. So I just left it there, rusting in the electronic corner of my computer hard drive, thinking that maybe one day I'll come back and finish it. But deep down, I knew this wasn't merely a postponement. This was an escape. An escape from a thing that I should have done a long time ago. I forgot the reason behind all of this, the reason why I even started. recently, I just sat in front of a TV and watched a movie. I read reviews, opinions, and I kind of suspected that this could be a powerful thing and hell it was. I was astonished and I was shocked. I seldom cry but This piece of visual and narrative art made me, a man who proudly considered himself a tough son of a gun, bent and then break. This movie was a documentary titled David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. And this, this is on the same page. I am Alexander, and welcome to my podcast. (coughs) Licking tap is not that big of a problem, isn't it? Well, annoying it might be, but we don't see it as a horrid burden on our home budget. But here's a tip to change your mind. Multiply the number of the drops of the precious atom's ale by the number of seconds when you're unmoved about that hm, not-that-big-of-a-problem-licking-tap issue. Here's a little bit of the basic algebra. Let's say that a full month passes before you get yourself a hacking plumbo already. 30 days is 720 hours, which is 43,200 minutes, which is 2,592,000 seconds. Let's say that your tap is leaking at a frequency of one hertz, which is one drop per second. So we wasted 2,592,000 drops of water throughout the entire week. Now we divide this number by 20. Since 1 milliliter contains about 20 drops of water, that equals 129,600 milliliters, which equals roughly 130 liters of water. 130 liters in 30 days only. Congratulations. You've just wasted as many water as you could use during one bath. And bath is awesome. You should be ashamed of yourself. But let's take a look at the big picture. Let's say that every 10th household in the US struggles with the leaking tap problem. 130 liters multiplied by 12,800,000 households, and boom, more than 1.5 billion liters of water, 600 olympic size pools. But it's only a drop in the ocean. Just think of the amounts of water you use every day on bathing, preparing food, washing clothes and dishes and brushing your teeth, and how much water you could save during these chores. And these are only domestic uses. But let's not focus on industrial mismanagement of water or severe sanitation problems in Africa, because it's something we as individuals cannot control. Let's focus on how we, can take action now. If we want to save Earth's water, we must change our attitude towards water management. We must start from ourselves. So, to what extent and how can we limit our individual usage of water supply? But before we answer this question, I would like to address the potential counterargument to our hypothesis. One can consciously ask a very good question. Do we really waste that much water, since water always revolves around the environment and it eventually comes back to us? 71% of the Earth's surface is covered in water, so is it really possible to waste water? Because it doesn't magically skyrocket into the outer space, does it? Well, it does, but these are insignificant amounts considering the amount of water on our planet, but generally speaking, It's not as easy as it seems. In the first place, we need to differentiate between usable and non-usable water. About 97% of the Earth's water resources is seawater and its practical uses are very limited, mainly to hydroelectricity. And while making seawater drinkable by desalination was known as far back as the ancient Greece, considering the scales of cities, states and nations, purifying seawater has historically been proven far too expensive. The remaining 3% of water is called freshwater. 83% of that freshwater is contained in glaciers, ice sheets, permafrost, atmosphere, or lies too far underneath the ground to be extracted at an affordable cost. So only 0.5% of the Earth's water supply is actually usable and available. Let's put it into perspective. If the world's water supply were only 100 litres, our usable water supply would only be about 3 milliliters which is about one half of a teaspoon. The second case we should focus on is something called drinking water cycle. It's something similar to natural water cycle you learned at school, but it's comprised of a few more steps in order to make water drinkable. Natural water cycle in a simplified form goes like this. The surface water evaporates, condensates, and creates clouds. When a cloud is dense and heavy enough, it creates precipitation, such as rain or snow, which eventually falls back on the ground, where it gets collected by surface water bodies again. Drinking water cycle, on the other hand, is the one where human gets involved. We acquire water from streams and rivers. Then water must undergo a process of thorough treatment to make it drinkable. After the treatment, water is transferred to storage facilities, from where it's further distributed to consumers, households, and industrial or commercial establishments. Then, the used water, called wastewater or sewage from now on, must be treated once again to make it applicable for the environment. Then, water goes back into natural reservoirs to mix with droplets from rain and rivers. It can stay there indefinitely, gathering minerals from rocks and soil, and going through natural filtration processes until it's called back into action. After sitting pretty in the reservoir for god knows how long, all that water needs another round of artificial filtration before it's safe to drink again. As I said before, non-usable water, in other words wastewater or sewage, must undergo a process of treatment, to become merely environmentally applicable. Water reclaiming, on the other hand, makes used water usable or even drinkable, again, right away, without implementing it to the environment. The point of saving water is to reclaim as much used water as we can. Obviously, best-case scenario would be to reclaim all the used water, but it's virtually impossible, because some types of wastewater are very difficult, or even downright impossible, to reclaim. So, how can we reclaim water? Well, firstly, we need to distinguish between the types of wastewater. There are two, black water and grey water. The key difference between them is that black water has come into contact with fecal matter, while gray water hasn't. Their possible uses are very different, so it's very important to separate where your black water and gray water goes, so it doesn't end up mixing in one tank. One way to separate those two is to install graywater system. If you live in a residential block, you don't have much choice. All water from your toilet, shower, washing machines, sink, and so on goes to municipal sewage system. There is a slight possibility that your block has built-in gray water system, but that you must figure out on your own. But if you live in a house, you should consider applying a gray water system in case you don't have one already. To begin with, you should know that water must meet certain criteria to be gloriously called grey water, including A. It cannot contain hazardous chemicals and B. It cannot come in contact with black water. There are many ways by which to treat grey water so it can be reused, but basically grey water system is very simple. It acquires used water from your sink, shower, bath washing machine, dishwasher, and so on, and transfer it into a tank where it gets filtered, so it can be reused for flushing toilet, washing your car, or watering your garden. You can reuse up to 60% of the water used every day, so I think you should consider applying rainwater system to your house, not only for the sake of the environment, but also for the sake of your own bills. Hmm. As a kid, I always wondered, why can't we just put a lot of buckets outside, wait for the rain, and boom, free water for everybody. We can drink it, use it for preparing food, washing dishes and clothes, everything. Screw government, free water for everybody. This may not work, unfortunately, we cannot drink rainwater. We cannot even use it to prepare food unless we have water treatment plant at hand. But we can use it just like purified gray water by applying rainwater collecting system to our household. Collecting rainwater basically relies on the process called retention. Retention is keeping the precipitation water in the place where it has fallen instead of letting it go away along streams and rivers. Without getting into details, it can range from simple collecting systems to more elaborate structures with pumps, tanks, and purification systems, just like in greywater system. You can even connect both rainwater and greywater system. In this way, you can use both your rainwater and greywater for flushing toilet, watering your garden, or washing your car. Those two systems are big and costly projects, but they can save tons of water, and you should definitely consider installing them. Okay, so we can apply greywater and rainwater system to our households. But are there any simpler ways to save water? Yes, and I'm going to name some of them right now. (coughs) Repairing your tap is the first step to making your sweet home not only sweet, but also sustainable. Apart from fixing that damn tap, you should also change your gaskets and check your pipes inside and outside if you live in a house. Did you know that tap uses up to 12 liters of water a minute? So you'd better not let it run meaninglessly when you shave, brush teeth or wash dishes. To be honest, I'm still guilty of this one. Faucet aerator. It's a small add-on you put on the tip of your tap. Aerator limits the water flow through the faucet by creating a mixture of water and air. Apart from advantages like splash reduction and creating a straight and even stream, it can also reduce tap water usage up to 60%. That's pretty nice. I mentioned washing dishes before. If you can, don't wash manually. It wastes too much water, even if you do it mindfully. Use your automatic dishwasher instead, and you should also load it full before blasting the start button. It also applies to washing machine. Full loads only. Remember. As I said before, bath is awesome. But take a shower instead. You already taking showers? Take shorter showers. Taking shorter showers already? Take shorter and cold showers. You obviously know that hot water is up to three times more expensive than cold water, don't you? Cold showers are not only cheaper, but highly beneficial for your mind and body. It's true, look it up. There is a quite popular adage that third world war will be fought over water. I will be full to disagree with that. The consequences of the lack of water are disastrous, financially environmentally, people lose their homes, businesses, they don't have access to basic sanitation. Two billion people don't have access to safe and fresh water. Every day, 800 children die from diseases caused by poor quality of water and a lack of sanitation. We know from history what people in desperation, whose basic needs aren't met, are capable of. We, me and you, We don't have enough power to change how sanitation and government actions work in African countries. And that's okay. I believe we should start from ourselves by setting a good example. For our family, friends, neighbors, to be the first to take action. That's how we can make a real change. One step at a time. Evolution. Another revolution. You don't have to be a celebrity a famous actor or a singer, and spreading the good word to masses. If you set an example and convince even one person to change their bad habits, then you're the boss. And I admire you. And remember, saving water is not only crucial, but it's possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I don't have any social media connected with the podcast yet, but maybe you want to follow me on Instagram. Instagram slash I am Brendan Alexander. I'm not even sure if anybody will listen to it, but to those who did, thank you. It's been a so important topic to me, and I hope it is or will become important to you as well. Thank you once again and hear you next time.